This is episode number 146 of Patrick Jones Baseball. And on this episode, we have Justin Sherman. Justin uh, currently runs his own program called Just in Time Baseball. His main focus is on the youth baseball um, circuit. So he you know, really is passionate about training players ages from 6 to 13. And I thought he'd be an awesome guest because so much of the future of, this, of the game is in those um, younger kids. And he is so passionate about it. He's actually um, planning on getting his um, physical education, uh, master's degree uh, next year in 2020. And it just I just wanted to kind of check in with him, see what he was seeing from the uh, youth side of the game of baseball and seeing if maybe some of his tips could help out some of the you guys out there who are currently listening. So cool episode, a little bit different because it is, again, in focus solely on the youth um, part of the game. If you haven't already, make sure to go check out my coach's course. Um, if you go to my website, patrickjonesbaseball.com, it'll be under course section. And in the course section, we actually have um, are able to actually uh, implement now newer videos that have been uploaded to the course. Um, if you want to understand more about blast motion, if you want to know what modern techniques are being used, currently um, in the baseball world, uh, make sure to go check out that course. If you type in coupon code podcast, you'll receive $20 off. So head on over, type in code podcast, and you'll receive $20 off. Here is Justin Sherman. All right, we are now live with Justin Sherman of Justin Time Baseball. Justin, thanks for coming on today. Coach, thank you so much for having me. You do a phenomenal job. I really appreciate it. I love your podcast. It's awesome. Thank you. Um, so I see that you're you're still in school, right? You're getting now. You're getting your uh, master's in physical education. Correct. What's what's the long term plan for you right now? So, long term plan. I, I know my future present is being involved with youth. When I say youth, meaning ages six to thirteen years old. I mean that's really like my bread and butter forte. That, that's where I'm at right now. My future is to possibly be a uh, physical education teacher or continue my baseball training business. Don't really know which lane yet, but to keep all options open, but uh, possibly be in a school and then after school run a whole program like what I'm doing now and just get bigger and bigger. Who knows where it goes from there? Why? why, why what makes you want to be a physical education teacher? So... As a young child, 11, 12 years old, um, you know, I was always organizing. This ca- sounds kind of corny, but it's really true. I, I, I'm o- I was always organizing pickup games, whether it be for football, for baseball. Um, I'd even organize kids older than me, like 15, 16 years old, just to get kids together. Um, and I always felt I had a knack for, I guess you could say, a leadership role with other kids. And I enjoyed it, especially with the younger kids. And I just enjoyed being um, a leader and a mentor as I got older. And, and of course, now I enjoy being a mentor. So I figured, you know, what's what's some way I can improve my skills and, and get more polish, I guess you could say, um, with young kids. And I figured I'd take one phys ed class. I just sat in on a class and I'm like, this is going to be my life. You know, obviously I'm an entrepreneur, but um, if I can be entrepreneurial within the realm of youth and kids, you know, it's a slam dunk. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, 
I guess the other thing too is be is you have, did you have to like take out a loan for that? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, so that, that, that's an, another interesting point, especially like as you know, like the ROI. You know what I mean? Like everyone's always looking at the ROI because I mean you don't want to be in debt forever. Um, sure. sure. I know. I'm, I know you follow. Uh, I, I've seen some of your stuff. I know you follow um, Grant Cardone online too, um, and then like a lot of his stuff. But um, what are your thoughts on on kind of like just kids like wanting to go play in college, but having to accumulate a ton of debt to do it? So I look at I, I was never a great student. I would even argue right now that I'm really not even a great student to this day. But you know what gets me by, and what I think a lot of you, these successful people you see, you know who knows who knows where it goes, but. Um, what I see is just hard work and determination. I mean, that that's really what is getting by in, in my college career at this point. Um, as far as the ROI, I look at college a little differently. I'm not looking at it necessarily just to get a job. I'm, I'm enjoying the process and meeting people. And, um, you know, they asked me, you know, they, they've really, I've really taken to heart this degree in this program. And, you know, I take professors out to lunch and I just pick their brain about how to be a better educator and talk to various um, top level baseball coaches in the area just just to pick their brain and get little nuggets here and there. I'm sure I know you not. I'm sure I know you do that as well. Um, so I'm looking at school, the ROI, not just to get a job, but, you know, to meet people, to connect, to network. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to have been asked to give keynote speeches on you know, implementing baseball and softball skills at phys ed conferences because of this program. So it's been great exposure in the area. And, uh, you know, I'm just running with it. I, I think it's not for everybody, but it's how you make it. Definitely. I think college is what you make of it, not necessarily to get a job per se. Yeah, no, that's a great point of, of, of networking and, um, you know, meeting new people out there. When you do take out those, um, you know, some of your professors to lunch and you, you talk to other local business uh, or lo local uh, baseball coaches and wanting to kind of pick their brain. And what advice do they give you in a term when it, when it comes to leading um, young, young kids? So it's a great question. Uh, a lot of them are, are saying things that I try to do now where, you know, get in, get as much in, involved as possible and obviously get into this profession for the right reasons. You know, I, I hear so many coaches, not coaches, but, you know, kids in the area that I taught, they're like, oh, gym. First of all, they call it gym because I, I'm guilty of it, too. I called it gym, which really physical education. Um, you know, gym is such an easy gig. It's it's they're putting you through the shredder now. So you have to take all these tests, the TPA. Um, it's a very competitive job. So it's not just, oh, it's an easy gig, summer's off, and that's it, you know, you know, just like that. Uh, phys ed is a grind, and as far as to get through the program, uh, it's a lot of schoolwork. And uh, like I said before, you know, I'm not the best student, but it's a lot of work, and I'm enjoying it. Um, but they say do it for the right reasons. You really have to do it for the right reasons. It's not just, you know, throw a soccer ball out there and go kick a ball it, or or just watch the kids play with a ball. So do it for the right reasons. That's a big thing I've been hearing from multiple educators. Did you play baseball? I did. Where did you did. play at? So I played at my local high school. I was never really a I was never really a great high school baseball player. I, I mean I say a lot of this 
to my peers and to other coaches, I got cut from my junior varsity baseball team. So, um, you know, I got cut. I, I was like, I had to make a decision. I was going to play golf. I love golf. So I'm like, oh, maybe I should do golf. But I actually saw my junior varsity baseball team coach um, in the parking lot. I just walked up to him. He thought I was going to like punch him in the face or something. <laughs> and I said, you know what, coach, w- what can I do to get better? Like, what, what can I do to just get better? And he was startled for a second. He's like, well, if you could work on your hitting a little bit and your defense, you know, uh, you know, maybe you can make the varsity. Where typically, you hear a lot of the times um, throughout the country, probably, you know, if you get cut from the JV, it might be kind of like the end of your career. So I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to bust my rear end. I'm going to hit 10 times more than I usually do. I'm going to just throw a ball to myself, not necessarily even get training, just train on my own and I was fortunate enough to make the varsity baseball team, and I was a solid high school baseball player and uh, played two years at, a, at Westchester Community College, was an all-conference player there, then went on to Purchase College, led the conference in RBIs, and was the captain, and you know, uh, then was the assistant coach there for about a year. So you know, you never know what happens, and if there's any message to kids, if kids are listening to this, is just never give up. I'm not... I'm not the storyline where you go. I went on to go play, you know, you know, for the New York Yankees. But my story hopefully can motivate and persevere. Where you never know, it might not be the major leagues, but you know, if you're trying to make your varsity baseball team, just don't quit, don't give up, and and don't listen to the haters. What um, what I know you deal with a lot of like parents and and, and working with younger kids. Like, how do you deal with with parents? That's uh, it's so sad. I don't know if you saw that clip on Instagram and Facebook, but obviously it's not a coach, but it was an umpire. How how that guy got basically he walked out of the game because he was getting berated by parents. I did I see that. I did see that. Yeah, it, it's sad. It's very sad and it's very real. I mean, I deal with this constantly. I, I, my age bracket is like six to twelve years old, and the parents could be absolutely brutal, just absolutely brutal. So. Um, Dealing with them is not easy, and there isn't an, an exact science. I just truly believe the best way to deal with parents, as I'm doing this now for a couple of years, is just to be brutally honest. I think not being honest for the dollar, you know, because I have programs where maybe, you know, the kid doesn't fit. I may would have taken him because, you know, it's because ultimately some of this stuff is a business, and you may have to do things you don't want to do, but, um, I would just say the way I deal with them now, and it's been really setting me free, is being very brutally honest with parents. Just listen, your your son Johnny is just not good yet. He's got to practice. You know, we can't take him, or this program is not a good fit for him. Um, and and truthfully, it really has been a success by being more honest with parents. I feel like a big part of it, though, is like when they get on the teams. You know what I mean? Because when they get on a team, they they have to pay money, and so anytime you pay money, you feel totally. Kind of, you know what I mean? That you're obligated to uh, some sort of not just input, but your kids should be playing as well. Kind of like the CYO rules, I like to call, it, where like every kid gets to at least play one quarter. And it should be, and it should be. If you are paying to play, I, I see coaches, uh, Patrick, that that don't play a kid. In a, in a 10U tournament, and I think it's just disgusting. When they're paying – some of these teams, I don't know where it is in, in where you are. Um, 
I mean, some teams over here are $3,000 to play for a season. It's crazy. Uh, around here, the, I just heard someone the other day say it's fi- uh, one team around here is 5000 There you go. There you go. I mean, your kid needs to play. And especially at 11, 12 years old, I mean, it's disgusting that, that a coach doesn't play you. Um, what, do you and, think, though, what do you think, though, about them being like, well, it's not going to be like this in a year or two when you're in high school? Well, you're not paying. Different story. Well, you, Different but, story. but you are, though. Right, you're saying to play paying in high school, right? Uh, well, I, I I just feel that at that age, that age, and financially, my feelings, and I, I don't know if you agree or not, but um, they they need to be playing. I mean, not necessarily that Johnny doesn't have to be the starting shortstop, uh, maybe not even playing in the field, but he needs to be playing. Obviously, tournaments. Uh, playoffs might be a different story. I still think they should be involved somehow. Um, but there's no reason in a summer league baseball game that if you have 13 kids, you can't get a guy in the lineup at 11, 12 years old. I think it's disgusting, frankly. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of where, I, where where the issue, though, lies is there's not really a ton of leagues nowadays because it is all tournaments. True. You know what I mean? True. Uh, it, again, the showcases now are starting as early as not. I just got a text today from a mother saying, should I sign my kid up? He's nine for Under Armour. I mean, I think, <laughs> I think they're terrific. Do I think that for the class 2030, does he need to be seen right this second? No, I think that, you know, so, um, again, this is, and I said that to the parent, I mean, it, it's just being honest. It goes back to being honest with parents. I think the truth sets you free, and it's ultimately about development and what's best for the kid. Yeah, and I'm sure it is tough for the parents too, just because. I mean, I don't have any kids, but I'm sure, you know, you think your kid is is awesome. You know, you think he's the best, and that everyone should see him like that too. And it's kind of have to have some feel too, as well. Totally, you have to balance. I mean, I don't want to say the word salesman. The word salesman sounds dirty, but it's really not. But uh, you have to sell the idea and just be blunt with a parent. I mean, I, I really think long term, you know, it's definitely helped my my coaching career the last couple of years is just being super honest um, about a player's needs and, and where he's at and what he needs to do to get better, what he's not just what he's what he needs to work on, what he's great at, what he can build on and the truth sets you free for sure. So you coach, I know you do training, but you do you coach a team as well? So I did. Um, I coached a very competitive team uh, in Westchester. It's called the Fury. Um, they're a big tournament team all over Westchester, New York. I, I don't know how familiar you are with Westchester or New York in general, but they play teams from Manhattan and and uh, you know Upper Connecticut. Um, so I was coaching, and now I'm really just focusing on my business as far as training clinics. Uh, I'm getting really involved with the little leagues as far as. I've been flattered to to ask to speak to to about three or four little leagues to train their parents. So uh, I'm taking a little hiatus from that while I'm in grad school and as my business is growing. Um, so, so they're that's paying what, you to train the parents. Correct. So correct. What, like what what's your uh, plan going to be for that? So I actually did a uh, event in Westchester. I made my own event. I said, you know what? There there is a need for parents, and, and this, as you know, you do it. Um, there is a need for that where parents are the underbelly of little league 
baseball. Um, I, I don't think I've heard, I've had this discussion with other coaches where, Oh, get rid of parents. I, I think that's not the case. I do think parents are the underbelly of little league baseball. We need parents. So I said, there needs to be an event. There needs to be some kind of like conference where I get t- from, uh, leagues, um, from all over Westchester, bring them together. I brought in my my former varsity baseball coach to run it with me, and I had his players be like the demonstrators. And we ended up having over 65 parents show up. It was really a big thing. And really, we just wanted to teach them not necessarily the mechanics, but how do you run a practice? Why do you do a certain thing? Not necessarily how to swing a bat, launch angle, uh, hip hinge, the more basics of how do you get everyone involved? How do you keep the morale up for a nine-year-old? Um, because obviously you see that a lot of kids need fast-paced action now. And uh, I think you just got to keep it fun. Obviously, keep teaching the right mechanics, but keeping it fun and keeping the morale up. So those are the, the sole focuses of my coaching clinic seminars, the sole focus. Yeah, that's a really good point there where you want it to be fast paced in a sense because no matter how how much you know about the mechanics of the swing, like no 13-year-old wants to sit there and hear a lecture about it. You know what I mean? They just just don't. They don't have the the attention span for it and they just, they want to do. So honestly, less is more when you're in terms of like actually talking in my opinion. Sure. And and also it is a game. I don't think the game, and this could be a whole nother podcast, but I don't think the game needs to be sped up. Uh, I think we need to teach our kids that it is a game within a game. That's what mm-hmm. baseball is. It's a game within a game. It's a, it's, it's a chess match. So, I mean, I think that's the beauty of baseball is that it's not quick. It's a game within a game. And I, I happen to think that the game is very quick within the game, if that makes any sense. Uh, a lot of things happen right now but i mean like when it comes to <clears throat> kind of a practice design for sure. Sure, that sure. that age group what what would sure. you rec- like what do you recommend so i saw something in a local little league here and i, I think it's very uh, it's controversial but i actually think it really made the game a little bit quicker um when you do an inner squad game I can't believe I'm even saying an inner squad game for an eight-year-old or a nine-year-old. But when you do that, um, I do think sometimes a detriment could be kids pitching. Um, one thing I did see in a local Little League was a pitching machine. I think that was a great way to avoid arm injuries um, at a young age. And also it keeps the game moving because what do I hear constantly from my students all the time? Oh, I just walk all the time. I walk. Now, I'm not saying that it's not important to teach pitching, but I think it keeps the game moving a little bit. Um, I, I, I'm seeing it more and more in different leagues. They're going to a pitching machine. And I thought it was brilliant, actually, at eight to nine years old. It really kept the game moving. Um, and there, there's many there's many different ways. I mean, there's many different ways. Yeah, I actually saw that, too, um, for <clears throat> around the area I'm at, too. But I can tell you, like, in the game – all, everyone was complaining about the pitching machine because you know it was throwing too high um you know it was the the balls rising I'm like yeah that makes sense but i mean um so i don't know it, it's kind of like pick your poison right cuz kind of like you said before i don't know if it necessarily 
it's not going to increase arm injuries in my opinion, but the problem is is when you have coaches who who don't really take into account kind of like arm care and not overusing the pitchers, that's when it becomes an issue. And so for that reason, I would definitely say the pitching machine, but I mean, I guess I can kind of see it both ways. Totally. And I could too. Um, I think it could be both. I think you can have kids pitch and then, you know, if need be, have a pitching machine. If, if the game's moving kind of slow, I, I saw that also in Harrison where they did, it's called Harrison. And, and they would uh, stop the game and put out a pitching machine. Well, they had it on hand. Um, it was very organized actually. Like the, when the game started to get a lot of hand, they, they brought out the pitching machine. So it's just an option. I don't, it's not a mandate. I don't think it's has to be done, but, it, but again, it, the big picture is seeing ways to keep the game moving. I think the game, we have to keep the game moving and flowing. I think that's a big thing for youth where there's a lot of standing around in their eyes. So we have to find creative ways to keep the game moving. And that could be one way of doing it. Um, I'm, I'm not opposed to kids pitching also. I mean, you got to learn at some point as well. When you were coaching that, uh, <clears throat> competitive, uh, travel team, how, like, did you have issues with the parents at all? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, when I say absolutely, I mean, I, I think it's inevitable. We're really, uh, really not huge issues, but obviously your baby is your baby and, um, they, people want to see their kid play and happy and I don't blame them, but, uh, being a part of the team and this is what they're paying for, not just to get at bats, but they're also playing to be a part of a team and to understand, um, sportsmanship and to understand, you know, that it's not all about little Johnny. It's about the team. So, uh, I would say the biggest things obviously is just playing time, um, maybe some coaching decisions at a 9U level, which is, you know, we're talking 9U here, some of these teams I've coached. Um, but oh, they were complaining about some of the coaching decisions you had? Right, right. I mean, this <laughs> is just this is just the nature, the belly of the beast. But, uh, you know, overall, I, I, I've had a very great bunch of parents. I mean, I really have had a great bunch of parents. I really can't complain. I mean, I think no matter where you are in the country – uh, in youth baseball, you're going to have that. But uh, I go back to just being honest and being fair. And uh, as long as you treat the kids properly, which I, I believe there's definitely some ways to enhance that, um, I think you'll be okay. I think you'll be great. So when you did have those issues, would you just talk to those parents individually? Absolutely. I mean, something that I started doing uh, was either a pre-season meeting or an exit ticket. You know, I, I, I'm a big fan of that. I think that creates great communication and it really uh, shows that you're taking an interest, which obviously you and I both really take a huge interest in what we're doing and love what we're doing. Um, and, and I think just keeping an open dialogue and communication, keeping the door open when, the, when a parent has an issue, I, I, I welcome it. You know, I want to hear it. So, you know, like anything in life, not just baseball, softball, but if you keep an open dialogue, you know, with the parents, be honest and be empathetic because I think empathy is a huge thing where, you know, I don't have kids yet. And, you know, sometimes I have to take a step back and be like, wow, I, I can understand if that was my kid. I can I can understand his point. I can see his point. So I always try to see the parents point 
and keep an open and honest dialogue and just keep it frequently, frequently. That really has helped me tremendously. I'd say that'd be a big help for any coach. Awesome. Um, anything else you want to add, Justin? No, I mean, uh, you know, really, I, I appreciate you having me on. I, I really, you know, hope that your listeners got something out of it. I mean, no one is the Messiah. Uh, I'll tell you, I love what I do. I love, you know, I really just, I wake up every day and I love what I do and I'm always trying to get better. I listen to guys like you and um, you do a phenomenal job. You keep you keep a really complex uh, thing such as the swing and you make it really simple. You keep it really simple, which I think is very important for the young age, for a young ball player. Because if you have a kid that's 10, 11 years old and looking at an Instagram it's important to understand the dialogue, but you want to keep it simple and you want to understand what you're listening to. You want to understand it so you can get better. That is the beauty of social media. Um, I hope people got something out of it and, uh, you know, keep up the hard work. Never give up. Never give up. Awesome. Thanks, Justin. Appreciate it. Appreciate you having me on. Thanks, coach. Thank you.